How's your week? My week's been great. Mm -hmm. My week's been great. It's November. It's not snowing. Like Chima said, we're all still alive. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to start this podcast with music, but I think we're just going to start with this and just get this shit going, Mario. Sorry, I'll meet that now. It's all good. Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for listening. Dr. Chima, Mr. Uwe with me on the chat side. 2023, we're going to talk a little hip hop. 30 years ago, 30 years ago, we came at you with this Queen Latifah joint, Unity, Black Rain, playing tribute to all of our favorite hip hop stuff. All the things that have made us who we are today. This is one of the jams. 30 years ago. I can't believe this is 30 years old, man. This stuff is older than most people that are probably listening to this shit. <laughs> they don't even know what I'm playing right now, which is fine. I don't mind. But this was the joint back in the day. But what else came out in this uh, fine year, this month, this day? Actually, it was yesterday. Probably be a couple of days by the time y'all listen to this. This joint. Oh, man, I love this shit. Tribe Called Quest, yo. Midnight Marauders. I was working at Harmony House Records when this came out, 1993. I had my house, was my bedroom was covered in this logo of this album. We had all the promo squares. And I took them all after we stopped selling the album, and I put them all in my bedroom. I had about 40 of them. My whole wall was Midnight Marauders, man. Damn. Tribe Quest. I think I was, um, I just learned how to use the toilet myself. Wow. Uh, that, what year was it? 93? No, maybe 93. a little. If, if that was the case, then I was taking my time trying to learn that shit. But, but yeah, nonetheless, it's just stuck in our veins, isn't it? It's a classic. Yeah, it was tough between. You know, I wanted to do uh, electric relaxation, but that just seemed like the easy way out. But it's definitely the most uh, recognizable track from this album. I like I was caught between this one and playing um, this track right here, which is another one of my favorites, man. Just has such a yeah. nice feel. This, this would have been my choice. Um, lyrics to go or um, is it lyrics to go? God lives through. Yeah, Lyrics to Go and God uh, God Lives Through. They're my probably two favorites of the album. You know what I love about this music as well is you listen to it and it doesn't, to me, it doesn't sound dated at all. It still sounds fresh. But like a lot of hip hop from various eras, you listen to it and, and it sounds dated. Like, you know what I mean? I was thinking that earlier when I was trying to figure out which ones to play. And I was listening to the song I'm going to play next. And I was like, damn, this is 30 years old. It doesn't feel like it's 30 years old. Mm. Like you could play this right now and it still rocks, mm. man. This is some hardcore stuff, man. I, I mess with it for real. Especially Tribe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I decided to go with your your choice on this one. So Wu-Tang uh, Clan, dude. You must think first. Enter the 36 chambers or enter the Wu Tang, the 36 chambers. 
bruh. This was a hardcore album back then. Roll, I'ma give it to you with no trivia. Roll like cocaine straight from Bolivia. My hip hop will rock and shock the nation. Like the emancipation proclamation. We can see a boat with language. So, so something that I learned just today. I'm making devil's power to the caucus mouth. Well, I'm a sire. I set the microphone on fire. Rap styles vary and carry like Mariah. I come from the challenge. The Method Man track. I didn't know Method Man wasn't called Method Man when he first started out. He was like Shaquan or something like that. Kashwan or something, yeah. yeah. I, I came across that today myself, too. Yeah, I was like, wow, for real? That's how I realized that this was on the 30-year list. Just today, I was like, damn, 30 years? We, we, we spoke about how Tribes sonically was like timeless, right? The Wu-Tang, this project in particular, it's like it's really gritty. It takes you back to the essence, but... It's still timeless. This is still, yeah, this is still timeless, 100%. Yeah. Then they're so, but they're so far apart in terms of sound. One's like super smooth and one's super gritty, but they're just, they're just for every, every, every decade out there. It's impressive, man. And, and the content too, right? Yeah, style I think it's totally different styles, you know, but Wu-Tang having so many different dudes in the group, they just have such a unique angle and advantage almost because they could just have so many different sounds in one band, one group. That, that pun wasn't intended, was it? <laughs> unique, a song. Go check out some old school hip hop, you guys, 30 years ago, so you know what's happening in your I hate, history. I hate, of I hate that this is called old school hip hop because I feel like it's still fresh, bruv. Old school <laughs> hip hop to me is like the era before this. DMC, yeah. To the guy in blue, what you gonna do? Because, yeah, a lot of that stuff, like, you know, respect, obviously, I'm gonna. Uh, incense, blow. That's old I'm gonna incense a lot of fifty year olds right here, but a lot of that stuff, ah, a lot, of, a, a lot of that stuff does sound. I don't know. I, it does. It's it's hard to listen to outside of that mm. context. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, it was so different. Hip hop made a massive leap. Probably, I know you're gonna hate to hear this. I know you're gonna hate to hear this. I know you're not gonna like it on any level at all. And I understand why, but I'm going to tell you when it turned. And I know when it turned. It turned when Beastie Boys came out because they sounded nothing like anything that was going on, right? And they were on tour with Run DMC during their Raisin Hell tour, right? And Run DMC was the sound. That was the sound. LL Cool J was the sound. And they were the new sound off of the Curtis Blows and KRS. That's that was hip hop or foundation. That, that was foundational hip hop is what I like to consider it. So all of that stuff that was all that, like what we talked about last week with like Roxanne Shante, all that old stuff, UTFO. That stuff brought forth Run DMC. And then Run DMC took, because Rick Rubin was like, look, he always had, he was a visionary. Let's just call it what it is. And he put Slayer with Beastie Boys. And he said, here's some music for somebody else to listen to that's not mainstream hip hop for for uh, 
black culture is just for the white kids that want to listen to hip hop. And then that's when it the sounds started to change, I I think. And they came out with all this new stuff started coming out after that. And they always try to push us some garbage hip hop too. But I think this is when the sounds sonically started to change. Probably around the late 80s, I started noticing it. When LL Cool J's Bad, I think it was Bad or Walking. No, it wasn't Walking with the Panther. I think it was Bad came out. And it all changed from there. It all changed. And that's when we started getting like the public enemies and the NWAs. Then all that stuff started coming out and it just, it had an edge. And I think because they had Beastie Boys, the NWAs were acceptable. And then that's when hip hop really got its grip on culture and its sound was developed. For me. I mean, when corporate came in and grabbed it by the balls and had an agenda... I mean, I don't know if I'm getting on the on the C word too much. It, remi- it rhymes with. I was gonna say the word. It's <laughs> not a rhyme, but um, the point uh, I'm letting down all MC heads now. But like um, you know the the whole juxtaposition of private prison systems and mm. pushing gangster rap and um. And I don't know if that's if that's something that has lots of legs, like with like pure facts. I don't know. If no, that's 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 one hundred percent facts. Sorry to um, cut you, but I know for a fact. I have a friend named Zoe Williams. Uh, he has a, a, a podcast called the Zoe What Show and and Zoe Williams Show in L.A. Zoe worked for Maverick Records at the time, and he used to work with Madonna. He used to handle her music, but they made him head of urban urban music over at Maverick, right? And he, he, he just said this on his podcast once. He was in a meeting with the heads of each, you know, musical department and the head of the, I don't know if it was head of Maverick or who he was, but they said, we need to make some music to fill the prisons. Literally said that during the meeting. So you were spot the fuck on with that because that's exactly what happened. And they did it. That's crazy, and I'm not surprised. It's just to make the pockets fatter, anything to make the pockets fatter. There's no moral compass there, is there? Especially when it's not, quote-unquote, your people. When I say your people, the people, the corporate people. Um, but but, but then, why are we acting like some of the gangster rap wasn't fire, though? Like, let's be oh, honest. Oh, absolutely, it was fire. It's just had a hidden agenda, that's all. It wasn't like, okay, we, we get it. Um... The poverty line led to crime because people had to eat and that ain't no joke if any of us were in that position i'm sure we'd have to do it but like um it's just that knowingly doing that to put people in into prison it's it's obviously savagery um do you recall when was it lazy bone or crazy bone or one of the bones wrote a mad letter about how we were told it had to, we had to keep quiet, but then I'm coming out with it now, and this is like 20 years later, and this is a few years back. He just wrote an open letter about the um, the conspiracies that are like that have been brewing, and how um, the that same agenda that Vaughn was saying was was very much the case there. So another case where he was coming out with examples and scenario situations that he was put in, and having to sign contracts. Or face the consequences, and there's like FBI involved in this shit. Mm. Mad. I wasn't familiar with that. I ain't heard nothing about that. 
I'll have to find you the letter and send it over to you. Mm. But, um, yeah, it's an interesting read nonetheless. So we went, yeah, we went really dark and gloomy with it. We're trying to celebrate 30 years of amazing music. No, it's all good. I think but all hip-hop that is. came out during that time frame was all... Yeah, but how, how, do, I, you, how do you reconcile that, that, that with what you're saying? With the fact that the the albums that have that we're still talking about today are our albums like Thirty Six Chambers, which had nothing to do with uh, crack and being a criminal, um, Midnight Marauders, which uh, you know was actually you could call it conscious music, to be honest. Uh, Absolutely, uh, Nas Illmatic, which was uh, you know what I mean. So. Uh, they're all poetic i mean don't get me wrong like i'm sure there's a little bit of social engineering going on but i think i think i think it's probably more nuanced and more complicated than like a couple of guys sat in a room and decided that we're gonna make some music and all these dumb motherfuckers are gonna go to prison do you know what i mean like I don't know that's just how I i'm not i'm not at least i'm not suggesting that that's what happened i'm saying that that did happen um, that that was a conversation that took place. I'm not saying Tribe Called Quest or Illmatic. No, totally I'm not saying everything was that. But, but, but they think... they were dominant forces at the time. So how... well, I, I think it's, it comes to layman's terms. It just comes down to good and bad. Sorry to interrupt. It was just like it comes down to good and bad. There'll be an agenda for something negative. There'll be an agenda for something positive. And corporate versus the culture. You know, people are powerful in numbers, right? So, you know, regardless of whatever agenda and obstacles um, your oppressor or whoever might put it uh, put it up against you, you can always outshine that. So that's where I feel like 36 Chambers came with the raw shit. Um, Tribe came with the raw shit. You had Farside. Everyone, you know, out at the time um, come in with, with good content. And it's obvious, like, it had... Uh, a demand so as a business model it, it made sense to push that as well it's just that on a sinister level it was more about you know locking people up we had doggy style came out this into 03 as well there was a lot of hardcore stuff that was coming out during that time that was associated with gangs and things like that you know all the all the west coast stuff was well, the majority of the West Coast stuff, because, you know, like Farside and whatnot, obviously we're not, were a lot of these guys were in gangs. We had death row records. That's all they talked about was drugs and shit like that. So it was there was there was a section of it that was dedicated to the street culture. And then there was a section of it that was dedicated to, you know, uh, more creativity that was outside of that. You can't come and start rapping about stuff you don't know about because it seems you know disingenuous and you they see right through it and it doesn't sell but we definitely had a mix and if you think about it, at least for me when i see my generation and the music that we listen to the whether it had been de la soul tribe called quest over here far side Diggable Planets is a good example. Diggable Planets came out with an album similar to that. They had a lovely sound. Diggable Planets was an amazing group. The Rebirth album was amazing. That was the, they even said this later on. This was our studio album. And they said, you need to make something that's less edgy so that we can sell it. And then they did that. And then they came out with Blowout Comb. 
and that was hugely political. They were talking about, you know, free Huey P. Newton. They were talking about Black Panthers, and they canceled those motherfuckers, right? So, but on the other side, you got your NWAs, your Dre's, Easy E. I think came out with his album. Uh, Chronic was out just a few years before, or actually quite a while before. It was it was it was about ten years before that, but that whole side was still celebrating that street life and i think that was the stuff that they were pushing and we don't have that anymore there's nothing that i know of that's like that really i mean who do you got like the rick rosses and stuff he's fucking that's not hardcore that's nothing like what we were listening to in the late 80s early 90s people were like really killing people for stepping on their shoes back then and that ain't how it is now. At least I don't see it. Is it like not? That. I mean, is is I, is, I is Young That's Thug not not going to prison because he? I don't know what he he did. Did he orchestrate the murder of people? I don't know. I don't know what he did. I don't know what he's in prison for. People, yeah, wasn't people, it dry yeah. snitching anyway? Wasn't it like snitching on themselves on the tracks? I'm I'm not 100 percent sure myself. I think that I think, that, I think they are probably that. all still criminals. Like a, a large percentage. Not, of yeah, there's, there's there's still <laughs> idiots out there. I'm not. I'm not trying to take that. Yeah, you're take that dope though. He, he makes way. great music. Like uh, criminals make great music. You know what I mean? Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because we don't live that life, so we want to hear what they're talking about. Which is why hip hop was so popular, or still is. It's what made it popular. It, it's, it's, losing, it's losing popularity, it's though. Is it? Yeah, it's, it's, I think like it's. It's no longer the hip hop or rap. Uh, the, uh, well, I mean, hip hop definitely is not pop, not popular at all, but uh, rap, rap has had like been what? the dominant force in, in 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 music for a long time, and it's not doing that well anymore. Why do you think that is? What's taking its place? People are tired. People are tired of that that the bullshit. You know what I mean? It's not innovative anymore it's it's the same old shit everyone sounds the same you know and uh it's trash basically a lot of this this newer stuff without it's not exciting you know what i mean it's mind-numbing bollocks so why do you think that is though like what change that's gotten it to that point i think personally when they stopped making music about their experiences and started making music for people to dance to in the clubs that's when it just shifted for me and that's when i stopped listening to a lot of it because it's like i don't want to hear like nelly and a, and a shanti doing a duet and i don't care about this uh, why am i hearing this at a club and i work at a club that with all due respect is there's like three black guys in here and everybody in here is dancing to this shit. so when i turn on a football game now and I see them playing something from back in the day. And like you got 40, 50 year old, you know, white women dancing to it. That's when it shifted. That's when things got different, in my opinion. It's that. And then, you know, what you're saying that it was made for dancing. Let's put b-boying to a side because uh, that's obviously an art form. Um, the, the same thing happened they just recycled the same shit but it was more in a digital s space so now people are making music to go viral on tiktok based on those stupid dances that people do right we might have to b 
blame. I know you guys are gamers, but we might have to blame Fortnite a little bit for that. <laughs> but uh, just the dances, don't shoot me. And um, other than that, I think Fortnite. There's no real. There's no movement. Damn. <laughs> You're gonna piss my nieces and nephews off, man. <laughs> Fortnite is trash. Yeah, I ain't played it enough uh, to to say much. Mm. So yeah, you you're entitled entirely, but yeah, I was just gonna say, there, there's no direct connection with music. It's always on something like sync, right? Sync music or something like that. There's like, where's the earlier I was speaking about? It was the culture versus the corporate world, right? Um, and there's no there's no culture really. It's a secondhand affiliation, so there's no real push for it, mm. and we're only just us who are really probably pushing it and potentially buying music i'm more of a merch Pot i'll buy more merch than anything but potentially you're not buying shit. Nah, he bought buying he shit. bought styler's album the other day yeah 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 i did and um and uh a couple of other people um i, I bought there because this because i only listen to it through streaming services because it's so much so convenient um, mm. And all my like wired uh, wireless speakers and stuff like that, I've kind of stuck to that. But where I'm, I'm conscious of it and I want to contribute and give, that's where I buy the merch. So like the clothes and shit like that. So uh, Chima, you need to get some t-shirts or hats or something. And I copy, know, man. bro. I'm I'm slack. That's the one thing I think you need to tap into, man. Uh, no, hundred percent, man. I definitely need to, man. You know, I need to. I was looking at some supplies. I'll try and hit you up with some links. Thanks, here, man. Yes, yeah, thanks. I need to start doing. I was that. looking at some UI merch. Yeah. I don't need. So to I think that's that's a big part of why it transitioned the way it did into dance music, because if you can't play it in the club it's not going to sell. And this is when we're talking late 90s, okay? Onwards, early 2000s. Because historically, black people are not buying shit. We've never bought it from the mainstream. <laughs> we're not buying it, okay? I'm making a dub. Make me a dub. That was always what we said back in the day. Oh, I got that new LL Cool J. Make me a dub. And we had the dual tape decks. And you, you well, bring me a tape and I'll hook it up. And you make a copy, off you go. If you're selling, Chima's trying to sell his music, and it's 1988, Chima's out there on the street corner selling albums out of the truck of his car. And I, I was in London. Where was I at? Uh, Camden. Yeah, brothers out there trying to get me to buy their CD. I'm like, bro, it's whoa, my chair is fucked up. <laughs> you're like, <laughs> whoa, so, I don't even have a CD player. <laughs> I mean, I do because I got video games, but it's like, where am I gonna play? It's 2023. It's time to level that shit up. But people aren't buying. Black people never bought music. We don't go. To, we don't go. We don't. We do go to concerts. But but if you look at a lot of hip hop shows, we're not at that show. A lot of times, at least some of the stuff. I mean, if you think of certain artists, it's mostly black black uh, audience. But that's why Beastie Boys and the Drakes and all that were popular because they had crossover appeal. And these are the people that are buying the music. When I worked at Harmony House in 93, when Wu-Tang came out and De La Soul, Balloon, Mind State and Snoop Doggy style, it was it was it was little Timmy in the suburbs, mom and his auntie that were in there literally in there trying to buy doggy style. And I'm like, do you know what this is that you're getting ready to buy a little 
14 year old nephew so i think that might be why a lot of it shifted because we aren't the we aren't the mass consumers of it um but i think also and again this is just just how i feel about it we became too militant i mean like just the queen latifah stuff alone just that if you look at the cover and she was pretty powerful and that stuff needed to be pushed aside that was not selling um you know it just they wanted a softer image for that genre of music and it because it was so hardcore with the nwas and the wu-tang and so on that they just wanted something different and i think they pussified it and in doing so they made the culture less aggressive I'm not saying that people aren't still wilding out hard. They are. Trust me, they are. But not like they were in the 80s. Shit was not how it was in the 80s now. It's not. So, I mean, it's just not. And that's a good thing. But the music has suffered as a result. I think I think you hit the nail on the head. I was going to say something, but it completely slipped my mind, so I'd have to come back to you on it. It was. We were talking. We were talking after the show last week, um, Doctor and I about Eminem and Royce the Five Nine. Um, I'm just going to transition away from that because it's a dead topic, in my opinion. I mean, it's it is what it is, in my my opinion. But career levels. We weren't talking. We were talking about career levels. And would you rather be Eminem? Or five nine, as far as career is concerned, and I mean that because of success, ability. Think about it like this: I was watching an interview. Jerry Seinfeld was talking about Seinfeld and why he stopped doing Seinfeld. Seinfeld was funny. I thought Seinfeld was funny, but he got so famous that he couldn't do what he used to do to create the comedy. So Seinfeld would go to a restaurant or whatever, and he would just watch people. He would watch how they would order their food and how they would interact with the wait staff and their friends. And that's how he would make, he was very, uh, he's a very observational comedian. That's, that's his bread and butter. But now he can't do that anymore because everybody knows who he is. And that's how Eminem became, what was the song? Where he's like, I can't even go to the bathroom with, take a piss without somebody wanting an autograph or some shit Stan, like right? that. Yeah, was it Stan? So No, it was the way, the you... way I am. And that can't oh, yeah. even take. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Is that some, some, no, I won't sign you an autograph. You know, you know. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, uh. You could call me an asshole. Da, 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 da. Yeah, I'll, buy I'll you a lawyer. smile in the courtroom. Yeah. Smile in the courtroom. Yeah. Buy you a wardrobe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm tired of all yeah. you. Can't even go out to eat with my daughter without you wanting some shit from me. So, uh, I mean, that was only, that was only the second album as well. I know, right? Exactly. But but again, that sex section or segment or 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 that that's that those people on that side wanted something because Beastie Boys was was some that's some weird shit for a lot of people. That wasn't very hip hop. A lot of shouting, all. wasn't it? There's a lot no, of shouting. Was, so well, they started yeah. off as a punk rock band. Beastie yeah. Boys so are dope. Were... I don't understand. I don't understand. No, just I mean, like sound-wise, sonically, it was uh, compared to what was out and what was coming. But that's good, though. Of, that's good. That's something that we've lost now in hip hop. Yeah, it was refreshing in that sense. But I think people, 
uh, more true to the form or who are originally in hip hop as an audience. You need to go watch Crush Groove. Mm. Please tell me you've not seen Crush Groove. I'll end this fucking podcast right now. You've not seen Chima. You seen Crush Groove? No. What is it? It's the I've not, out of here. I've not even heard of it. What oh is it? Oh my god! <laughs> Sounds like um, I keep it real, bro. A nice fruit crunch or something. <laughs> Crush Groove. <laughs> what is it? Uh, oh, I don't know. Nineteen eighty-five. Right, so I got both of y'all to watch. Fear of a Black Hat. That I finally dope. got. That was dope. I finally got Mr. Uwe to come over here and we watched it. We were probably a little bit faded, so you might. And then to be fair, that movie has a lot going on where you have no, to almost good. watch it twice so that you can pick up on the little nuances and the little the little jokes they make. But Crush Groove. Oh my God, you guys go! It's on YouTube. You can go just Crush Groove spelled with a K. Crush Groove mm-hmm. is a movie about Def Jam starting out like literally it's got run dmc ll cool j motherfucking the fat boys beastie boys curtis blow it's got everybody and it's in new york and it's about how they all started and came up and and run dmc trying to get their first album pressed and rick rubin and and trying to go to get a loan from the bank it's dope you guys please go watch it it's got sheila e is this i can't believe y'all have seen this shit this was yeah, like no like, i don't know where i've been 85 bro it, it, it was combat. 85 how would I we know, have seen I it know, I, I know but we i've been playing catch up on the music so this is, as a this kid. is foundational hip-hop it, it, Go doesn't, watch it, it doesn't get mentioned the same way like wild style gets mentioned or like you know what i'm saying like these these classic hip-hop films this is literally the first time i've heard it crush groove started it all bro there was Beat Street, and then Beat there was Street, Crush Groove. Yeah, we've heard of Beat Street. Okay, so if you know Beat Street, you should know Crush Groove. I, to, tr- trust me, it's still good. You'll love it because you'll see one of the best scenes in the movie is when LL Cool J comes in to audition. He, he's skinny LL still. Comes in to audition for Def Jam, and Run DMC are sitting there, and Jam Master J is about to pull out his strap because they're like, auditions are over, man. Y'all want an audition. Y'all got to come back next week. And LL just goes over to his dude. He goes, box. And they start doing radio. <laughs> it was fire, bro. Trust me. I'm, go check I'm looking shit. forward to checking it out. Yeah. Please check that shit out. Please. So I'd is like, it like document. That. So you said it's a film, but yeah, it seems like the scenes from LL. Or is he acting himself? Yeah, they're, all, they're all in it. They're all, oh, trying okay. to, they're all trying to make it. They're all on the come up nobody's nobody run dmc is nobody they still washing cars at the car wash of course it's set at that the time in it so right. it's not yeah it's not like pre uh, right. predated yeah, storyline yeah. we talking about crush groove on next podcast period sure, sure. crush groove is the shit i might go watch it tonight it's that good it's probably trash now <laughs> to y'all to your younger eyes because <laughs> i grew up when you watch that when you're 12 13 however old i was when it came out that shit was amazing because hip-hop was still new and to have a movie made about hip-hop is legit fear fear of black hat was dope man that that stands up to this day man yeah that's a very better than cb4 cb4 came out at the same year i think they're both good but CB4 to me is a bit too Hollywood. Mm. It's very good. It's funny. 
but fear of a black hat i think because it takes from real experiences from start to finish and it's, it just feels more organic to me i don't know yeah it all comes down i guess who produced it and wrote it were they observing or were they in it that kind of thing so anyway high level of fame we got away from royce eminem oh yeah, oh, yeah, high, yeah. or low level of fame where where would you rather be? I, I would rather have Royce Five Nine's career right now. If someone said, "Yo, Chima, with your music, you can either be Royce Five Nine or you could be Eminem," I would be like, "Please, could I have Royce Five Nine's career? Thank you very much. I don't want Eminem's level of uh, fame. Yeah. I don't want to make the kind of music that that Eminem makes. I think even as far as terms of like." That kind of music to have that kind of appeal. I feel like Eminem's appeal has never really been in in the sense of he makes really great music. I don't think he makes really great music. I think he's got a few novelty songs that have like done really well. Do you know what I mean? And I can respect, but I don't think that he makes great music. I think that Royce Five Nine probably has even some songs that are that like on a just on a pure musical level far superior to anything that eminem's done i just started laughing inside because um when you said that i I remember uh one of the episodes we had about talking about the uh bubble boat which was it bubble boat yeah yeah yeah. i wasn't i wasn't that into you weren't impressed yeah i wasn't into I'm, i'm not really that into his later stuff like some of his early, well, you more his mixtape era. Er, yeah, some of his earlier stuff. Even a song like "Boom," I feel like "Boom" is a before they put that bullshit chorus on it, right? I feel like that is a bona fide classic hip hop song, right? Well, I mean, what chorus did they put on it? I thought it was just a primo on the cut. You don't remember the chorus where they got the girl singing on the chorus, bro? Oh yeah. You don't remember that? I just, yeah, I do now that you mention it. Eminem does not have a song as good as this song. No. I'm the rebel space. quit the quickest for a split second. Bomb with a liquid expression. You hear a tick tick, then you're testing. Now, there's something about Royce's flow. And I'm trying to actually, I'm trying to go to their studio when I go home next year in two weeks. So I might be able to ask him about it. But. I'm kind of on the fence with this, to be honest with you. I think there's something about being able to get to the level that M got to and then coming down to a Royce level and making better music. You can get an audience and then kind of go, I don't know if you can do that, go underground afterwards and just kind of be low key, but still make dope ass music. Because I mean, Eminem Andre 3000 I, playing the flute in the middle of nowhere, so he might be able to. Eminem's music, I, I can't, you can't take away his ability. He can rap, okay? But hip hop was designed for somebody. Listen, like no, listen, him. The, listen, the chorus. <laughs> That's the chorus yeah. version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, you're right. Um, 
Oh, the cuts are cool, but that, no, yeah, that Primo girl ki- just... Primo kills it with yeah. the cuts, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, so... You, you know when you said it was going to be... Um, like, you, sorry, you asked us based on career, and then it, I got stuck. Because it was an easy answer for me, because I, I, I love Royce. And uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> Mostly the good, obviously, but um, M, when you're saying career, I was like, oh, well, M's career was a bit more successful. But then if you're telling me if I'm going to have his lifestyle with it, then obviously it's a bit much. Just like you compared Seinfeld's life when he couldn't even get out and just even be creative. When he can't even be creative for what you are known for, what the hell does that bring you to? Like It's just like you just traded yourself for... Like, you're a slave to your own shit. It makes you have to go underground with your life. I think I was telling Doctor about this last week or whatever it was. I was working on a music video before I moved to L.A. um, with Eminem. He had a talent called uh, Obi Trice. And they were shooting a music video in Detroit. And the talent agency that I was with hooked up all the talent for this music video and I was wrangling the talent. I wasn't in the video. And Eminem was there, but my man had on like a fake mustache and beard and a hat and he had a disguise on. He couldn't even be there just being there. And this is a closed set because he was so worried about people bothering him. And I, I could never live like that. I can't even live like that now. Like anything beyond family and friends recognizing you my, my man um q-tip had a line for tribe called quest he said i don't give a shit about being mad rich just make me comfortable and i'll deal with it yeah i love that lyric. Just, want some, just i just want to be okay right mm. that's a bar bro i don't need i don't need all that i never wanted it and and the only time i What's wanted that? That, it um, get a hold yeah, 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 yeah. I think so. Big yep, yep. Big from, from, yeah. So it's like, I would like to be able to make enough money. Like if I, and I always said this, and I know this would, wouldn't, is not likely to happen, but if I were ever like a famous actor, I want to be famous for about five years. Give me five years to make some films, or maybe I got a TV show that hits for five years and then it gets canceled. I'm done. I'm done. You know who I am. You've seen what I've done. I've made my money. Now I can go back to doing audio books or whatever I'm doing and live with my three dogs and my girl and, you know, out in the country somewhere. I'm chilling. I don't need that Hollywood. I can't thrive in that environment, which is part of why I moved to over here from L.A. It's too much for me. Some people, they, they function amazingly in that. I just don't. I don't want all that. I like to have my privacy. Yeah, I mean, somewhere in between being creative and um, getting popular and express, so sorry, being creative and expressing yourself to to that other spectrum of fame. It's just, it's a shit trade, isn't it? That that being said, though, right? Let, let me switch this, right? Because I think there's something to be said of the. The, the quality with which you become famous, 
right? So the analogy I'd say is like, you could be like super famous being like a lawyer for like the tobacco companies. Do you know what I mean? Like, st- oh, in your in your remit. Yeah, or, or 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 you could be famous for being like a a, 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 a pro bono lawyer for doing like human rights trials. Do you know what I mean? There's like a there's like a difference. So sure. So just talking about like levels of career. So if it was someone was talking about like, would you rather be like Royce Five Nine or Michael Jackson? I'm like, I th- I think I'd rather be Michael Jackson because of the quality that Michael Jackson put out, right? And just hope that I could navigate the insane levels of fame. Never. Better than Michael Jackson did. <laughs> Never. No one can. can't do it. It's... We're not wired to live like that. Our uh, brains are not. I don't think we're wired for that. MJ is... Come on, Nate. There must Eminem be someone that's navigated it. times rights. There must be someone. Yeah. Like, what about Michael Jordan? He, he's he's like... What, the guy with all the gambling problems? Is the he... one that spent all... Oh, my God. Hold dude, on. You're talking on. about Michael Jordan? Yes. Basketball Michael Jordan? Yeah, or you yeah. mean Michael really? B. Or the actor? No. No, no. no ba- basketball. Baller. Yeah. Basketball. Bruh. Some, I saw a, a meme the other day. It said... It had Michael Jordan at at 30 or whatever and he's like at a at a poker table and it had like lebron at 30 and he's dunking a ball or some shit no jordan jordan is jordan fucked i i don't know i don't i don't think he's not a happy guy he's not is he not so, yeah. i don't and think there was is. a big I, big um big conversation about him and just almost Okay, exploiting the culture with what about Will Jordans and stuff like that. Take out Jada Pinkett. (laughs) No, what the fuck are you talking about? Without Jada Pinkett, Will Smith, he's gonna be, he's good, right? No, he was living a lie, man. We thought he had all his shit together, (laughs) and then boom, he comes out with like, I feel like I could be his role model. Jada, right? Apart from from Jada, but no. I'll tell you well, his why. His son shaved his eyebrows off, so there's more to it than what, just Jade. What, what? Will Smith shaved his eyebrows off when? No, no, his son, his son. What's oh, his name? His son, but hey, that's 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 you know, uh, Jada, isn't it? His name's fucking Jaden. <laughs> that's fucking Jaden. Standing by his guns, born. He's standing by his guns. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think that if you are that dude, which dude? Sorry, Will Smith. Yeah. If he's that, if he's that dude that can navigate the industry and be beloved by fans and function in a somewhat level of normality, you wouldn't be with somebody like Jada. You wouldn't have put up with that. You wouldn't have done that. So the simple fact that he endured that level of bullshit <laughs> to me that just says he's not that guy. If you, if Even you, if, if you listen to him, what he says, I you know. He spins it well. He he just says it's unconditional love. That's the word right there. Spin. Spin. He's spinning. He's acting. He's a great actor, yeah. Shima. Yeah. I I want I want you to be right. I just don't agree. I don't think it's if you're not in a situation, if you don't like your job, 
if you don't like where you live, you don't like the kind of car you drive, if you don't want to eat Chinese food, you don't go to a Chinese fucking restaurant every night. You got options. Will Smith has every option. And he chose that option. Because he loves her. Well, yeah, but okay, but okay. If you love her, which is fine, you accept all that bullshit that comes with her. Which he has. And that's why I say even if she wasn't removed, it would just be somebody else. It wouldn't be a woman. So it's, not Jade, it's not Jada's fault. It's, it's, it's the, the, the root cause is him. Jada regardless. Look at Kanye. Kanye was messing around with, with Card- Kim Kardashian. Kanye is a stupid motherfucker, man. Come on. All right. Okay. He's just so, a stupid motherfucker. Like, but he's going to find every time he's going to find that same, same kind of chick. So if you said to me, all right, okay, this is just, just to highlight again when we're talking about careers, that it's not just all about how famous you are. Like, if you say, would you rather have uh, Royce Royce's career or Kanye's career, I think I would rather have Kanye's career, even though Kanye has Eminem-level type of, like, fame. Including his lack of mental stability as well? No, career. You have, We're talking about career. No, you have to be Kanye. Oh, no, That's no, the no, better no, no, question. No, not at all. That's the better question. No, no, no I don't want to be Kanye. I don't want to be Kanye. Because but, you can't put Royce... But I don't you want to be Royce. I don't want to be Royce. Isn't he an alcoholic? Yeah, but what if Royce... No, no, he, if, bro, he's sober. Yeah, he's, he's sober, sober now, now, but he was an alcoholic. Now. Yeah. yeah, he was a wild. He was wilding back in the day. Bro. Yeah, These yeah, guys yeah. were like drinking it like water. Hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, my, my point is, if you take Royce and gave him Eminem fame, if his manager Kino never got into it with Dr. Dre, oh yeah, Royce <laughs> would be hanging right now. I, I don't Royce know that story. Be, you know, they they fell out. So Kino is his manager. This is I don't even know if I should be saying this on the show because I'm trying to go to the studio in a couple of weeks. Anyway, they ain't, they don't Just, listen to shit. I'm 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 I mean, my- tone it down and then you can tell the story again. <laughs> All right. Well, it's not much to tell. I mean, you know, Dre got Eminem and Royce and Eminem were, you know, he was his protege. So he's like tr- trying to bring Royce in just like he brought 50 in. He brings he brings Royce out to LA. I'd rather have 50's career over Royce's career. <laughs> yeah, but 50 has no friends. And 50's a different kind of guy. And if you go watch Beef 3, they don't fuck with 50 hey, in, 50's in Jam- career Queen. is legendary as well because not only is it music, it's TV as well. Uh, yeah, it yeah. is. But, but, but you but have to take him as a personality. Too, and remember. vitamin water or whatever the fuck it was. You know what I mean? Vitamin water. <laughs> They don't fuck with Fiddy. His own people. Who doesn't fuck with Fifty? Sorry, his his, his children people. don't. I've 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 seen his kids though, yeah. and his people back in New York. Go watch Beef Three. You that's on YouTube what as that? well. What is that? Documentary. Beef Three. Killing me right now, Chima. What is Beef? Beef is a Beef is a series by uh, QD Three. Amazing series. That's how I found Ti. I never even heard of Ti until I saw him on Beef. And I was like, who is this fucking clown? I want to go listen to his music. So Beef is a series done um, by QD3, and it's about all the beef and hip-hop. It starts with Beef 1, 2. I think they so might have done four. Okay. Beef is horrible. And it's a great series. What, so you, you see all YouTube. Go you just YouTube Beef. I'll send you the links. I'll send okay, you the links. Okay. When we finish. Beef I think you need to hold fucking, a cinema night, man. Yeah. Beef is dope, <laughs> bro. Beef basically breaks down all the beefs between like the game and 
and I thought you were gonna say I would thought you were gonna say the gays and Dave Chappelle. No, 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 fuck no. <laughs> the gays and Dave Chappelle. It's, it's, it's all these hip hop beats, basically. That is a hip hop beat, to be fair. <laughs> well, Fifty basically threw his man under the bus. Uh, nah, the, game, the little I know about that beef, the game was out of pocket, and he's been out of pocket the whole time. He's always out of pocket. Yeah. He's always out I of pocket. I think I used to really like game because uh, I, I think buy he's a from sick people, rapper. don't you? I think he's a sick yeah. Rapper. But after the documentary, <laughs> dude, that's how I felt. I bought that documentary. I was like, this is really good, and a yeah. lot of that shit still holds up. And that, that was beef 50. Is on That was fifty. Fifty gave him that all beat his exactly. That's where I was getting ready to say that beef is on there, and even Fifty's like, or no game, game tries to downplay it, and he's like, yeah, Fifty had, you know, he played small part in the success of the documentary. I'm like, bruh. Every what did track he do? Did he write? Did he actually write for him too? I don't know. I heard All like, I know because he's good at writing point, books, right? Mm. Every joint on documentary that bang had fucking Fifty on it, every single fucking one, and there's some of them that were so good. And the 50 bars on them were so dope that if I said, have you heard this song? Somebody would be like, oh, yeah, that 50 Cent song. I'm like, no, that's a game track. That's on Game's album. <laughs> so, bruh, beef is legit. So I don't even know where I was going with that. But, oh, yeah. yeah sorry, I keep, I keep throwing out these <laughs> straight comments. Just like, you're saying artist. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather be that artist than Royce. <laughs> <laughs> listen, but listen, listen. Hard. Fifty has no friends. Fifty has no friends. I'm going to go see Fifty in two weeks' time, bro. He's still selling out arenas. Are any of these other guys selling out arenas? No, they have to have like eight acts with them. Mm -hmm. Like uh, there you go. uh, Like Ice Cube and. Well, don't forget Buster's uh, there. I'm going to the bus. um, Yeah, but yeah, but Cypress Hill one. Don't get don't get it don't get it twisted. Like Buster is not helping fill out the. The, the shit was already filled out, and then Buster came. Yeah, Buster I mean, fifties. The guy's gonna fill it out the most mm. with his wide audience, mm. but obviously, Buster's a goat and probably a better performer. Mm. Oh, of course, what's fifty yeah. doing all of this like dangling off the air and shit. I might have he told loves you. I told you, shit. like fifty. I, I did. I tell you. I don't know if I told you, but like, yeah, fifty. I don't think he's he's a great performer. Like, you know, mm. I think we know that for a fact. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't think many big guys can move quickly. So I think that's what it might be. <laughs> Apart from Buster, maybe his, his mouth is moving so much. You think his body's moving too. But yeah, I mean, so with the career, you mean comes the person with it and their mental... Nah, I don't, I don't think it has to be. I think it just has to be what they... Well, well I mean, Vaughn, Vaughn made up the rules here. So. I, it just has to be what they, what they have achieved in music, I think. But I think if you gave 50, not 50 cent, if you gave Royce M's level of status, Royce isn't Royce anymore. And I, and I found this in, we were talking about this back when we were potting before somebody's music changed. I don't remember if it was LL or who it was, but their experiences in life changed. They weren't the same LL Cool J anymore Mm. because he wasn't. He wasn't, or maybe it was Jay-Z. I was going to say, it felt like Jigger. Jigger was the guy who's like, okay, Jay-Z. he started living too good and too corporate and what happened. Yeah, your experiences in life change. You start fucking around with Beyonce's and you're a billionaire and you you got 
you, you tell Dame Dash to fuck off and I, you know, I'm gonna do a thing with Belvedere and I got my own vodka brand. You got who has their own vodka brand and is like, I'm gonna sign a deal with Belvedere. That's crazy, bruh. You don't do that. I wish I so, wish Jay kept it more real, to be honest. I'd love to hear. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think people don't give enough, um, like, they don't highlight that enough. Like, they still give him the respect that he is still credible in that sense of a stand-up guy. Like, yeah. he, the Rockefeller was a beautiful thing, and it could only take someone selfish to destruct that. And it sounds like looking back at it as if I was in it, but like looking back at it, it looks like Dame was the mold. I think that was in beef. I think he was in beef. Maybe, maybe Dame just went in on Jay. Mm. Rightfully so. It's like Dame is still hurt with Jay Z. Like I've got his hurt with Ashanti. (laughs) For life, bro. For life. (laughs) Ever get over that shit, bro? Ever. Drink champs is funny, man. Ever. Jay-Z, I saw a I video know, man. It, Even when I hear Dame talk about that whole situation, I can understand why Dame got cut out of that situation. Well, Dame's wild, though. Dame's wild. That's what I'm saying. Dame, like... Yeah, Dame, without question, is wild. So he's a New York street kid, mm. you know, that's that's come up in the ranks of entertainment. Mm. He's that guy. He He's the perfect example of what we're talking about. Give him that level of success. Does he change, or does he become more of an asshole with more money? I think he right? becomes more of an asshole with more money. Exactly, exactly. And that's it. And that's who, well, that's... I don't blame the money. Money just amplifies the asshole. Yeah, that's yeah, all yeah. It exactly. Is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah he he, he that, seems that, like an asshole. You know. Yeah, yeah. He is, and Jay's definitely not. He Jay's more of a. Uh, low key. He seems Jay Z seems smart, so yeah, he, he seems like a low key. Rather do business. Yeah, exactly. So he would rather come in and cuss you out. Yeah, so he know? saw that. Yeah, maybe he just got fed up with all the craziness no, going on. Like absolutely. a room full of men who want to be stars is probably absolutely. exhausting. You got to separate yourself from that shit. Somebody got in his ear. This happens all the time in the industry. How many mm-hmm. times has? a band been broken up because somebody at a record label is like, yo, let me, let me, let me talk to you, man. Listen, uh, Lionel Richie. Um, I mean, I know that you're doing well with the Commodores, but you really don't need these brothers. Let's just look, we did this for little Michael Jackson. We got him away from the Jackson five and look at him now. You could be the next star. And, and and then they're like, he's like, Jay's like, Oh yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get away. And Lionel Richie saying, I'm gonna get away. And then it's like, okay, Jay, um, you know what we did for you with Dame Dash. We need you to go over there and talk to Beyonce. Cause she's with these destinies, child girls. I mean, they're good, but look, Beyonce. Hey, hey, no, you, I don't think you can say that for destinies. Cause they seem to still have love for each other. They do, but I'm saying they well, separated they had to her eliminate two of them to start star. with. And, and, and Beyonce is always Beyonce always really. Uh, is that fair to say? Actually, Kelly Rowland did a thing as well. You know what I mean? She held her. Don't forget, uh, don't forget our gospel sister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Michelle, Michelle, right? That's her name. She still does yeah, the yeah. thing. So, nah. So the industry is wild like that. Yeah. You have to play the game. Just like the game's album first starts out. He's like, your ability to navigate through this is dependent upon your ability to play the game. And I play the game. And that's that's what makes you a star and it makes you up to that next level. And that's why Jay dumped Dame. 
And that's why so many bands, front man goes solo and start their own shit. Because you don't need them. I went and saw, I had a friend. I won't call him a friend. I knew a guy from back in Detroit. And I moved to L.A. He's in L.A. with a band. And it, it was kind of like, a, we got to wrap this up because we're over an hour. But he's it was kind of like, a, a, shit, what was the name of that band? Rage Against the Machine, right? Mm. My man half korean and his dad was black his mom was korean so he had hair like chima and um he was light-skinned he had a very uh exotic look about him and he was cool and he could he could sing and kind of rap sing like it was kind of like a rage against the machine right mm -hmm. so and they but he had a rock band with him and i went and saw him play live and he had this guitarist that was fucking amazing and i was like that guy's holding up this whole band my man Ocean is great. He's 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 got great stage presence. He's great, but without that guy over there playing the guitar, this band ain't shit. And that guy playing the guitar could go and start his own shit, and he's gonna explode. And they broke up. I don't know what the other guy's doing now, but ain't none of y'all ever heard of Ocean Marciano? I can tell you that right the fuck now. Mm -hmm. So. I know Rock Marciano. No shade on Ocean because you know he was he was a cool dude, but he was wild. He was not he was not a good guy, and that's what you need to be in order to make it because people don't want to do business with you otherwise. Mm. In my opinion, mm. and I only found out he was in L.A. because I was at a pet store getting fish from my guy. I had a, a guy that I would go to, and he's like, "Yeah, I play bass in this band." And he was from Ohio, so we had this college football rivalry thing that we used to make fun of each other about. He's like, yeah, man. He's like, I don't know. You know, I've got this guy that sings in our band, and his name's Ocean, and he's a real pain in the ass. And I was like, Ocean? And I didn't know he was in L.A. at the time. I'm like, not Ocean Marciano. He's like, yeah, you know that guy? <laughs> like, I know him from Detroit, dude. And I was like, okay, I get it. I fucking get it. So... It's a lot of a lot of a lot of it has to do with who you are, and they, sometimes they will separate you. We can make you a star. You need to drop the Dame Dash. He's too street. He's too rough. We need to polish your image, Jay. We can make you a star. We can get you beautiful women like Beyonce, and we can make you a billionaire, Bruh, Your mouth starts to water. I think your mouth starts to water because if your partner's toxifying your your deals and shit like that you need to get away from them yeah I so i we'll really never career. know what's happening I'll take career but you know royce is a quality rapper and he makes good money he's doing his thing low-key he's flying yeah right. he's just he's uh, like he's Under he's success successful man super yep. successful so um but if so it was if it Royce. was if it was between a Royce and Jay Z's career, I'd probably take Jay Z's career to be honest. Absolutely, absolutely. But but you gotta take all that uh, nonchalant stuff with it. No, you you saying that? I'm saying I'm just taking the career. I don't want to be Jay Z. Well, no, because career. Vaughn was saying that if you take uh -oh. if you take one element, you you can't take. Um, Can you I don't want to shoot. Sorry? I don't want to shoot my brother or whatever uh, Jay Z did. <laughs> or, or, buy, or, well, I'm trying to... or buy my nephew a car that he then crashes and dies in. <laughs> deep, deep, he went on a deep level there. That's what that's what Jay says in his verse, right? That's what he said. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I'm... No, but what I'm trying to get... I was, oh, I thought you meant he, he sacrificed someone to get successful. <laughs> no, no. no I mean, you, you could look Let's at it that way. Let's not get into this Illuminati yeah. sacrifice shit. <laughs> Jay, that came out of Jay's own mouth. He said, my nephew killed himself in the car I bought, so logically it's my fault or something like that. Mm. You know, I had those yeah. bars. Yeah. The one, ones, something? Maybe lost ones. That, it, yeah, it was off the Kingdom Come yeah, album, wasn't it? Everyone hates that album, yeah. 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 All right. It makes I a good coaster. He's um, got an album that dropped 30 years ago, and I, I would refuse to put it on our list for today because it wasn't <laughs> shit on that album except 99 Problems. That was the only one, and I was like, and even this track, I don't really yo, fuck with yo, it. Yo, yo, Black just, Album. Yeah. Black it, Album was a good album. It, that was, that's, con- that's considered one of his better albums. Yeah, I see. That's no considered a, a, a classic album, really. It's what made me like J- Jay Z because I was an avid Nas fan. I was like, no, <laughs> fuck him. But like, um, I, have you heard Reasonable just, Doubt? Yeah. What do you mean? Of course. It's not. Of course. So like, you you didn't like Reasonable Doubt? No, I didn't say. No, I was in like because like, I was an avid Nas fan. I just was blinded, right? Really, so really, like, you were fronting on Reasonable Doubt. Yeah. Well, that's mad. I just no. He I mean, I liked it. Oh, and me. I like the volumes. I like the volumes, Hard Knock Life and all of that. He had some bangers, man. And then Blueprint was good. Blueprint 2 was better, I think. Oh, was it better? hold up. Hold on. Hold on. What are oh, you talking about, bro? bro. No, bro. Now no, 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 no. I'm mistaken. Like, it. I'm mistaken. It. We're going to hit you with a you pause on that. Blueprint 2. Oh, my days, bro. No, no. no I take it back. I take it back. I think I misconstrued it. That shit's on record, bro. That's our hot take for the week. My name is Chima Anya. I said that. Blueprint 2. Well, you know, it's 30 years on and... Some I, people are still credible. Is it because of this? It's not about the stardom and it's more about the lyricism? Like exactly. Nas, this, I, I think that's, this is the whole point I think we're discussing here. Where it's like, okay, what do you really rate a career on? Do you rate on just like pure popularity? Or do you actually rate it on the quality of what that person has produced? And I feel like for me, it should be on the quality of what that person has produced. Regardless of how many it sold or how fucking rich they were. And uh, you know, to be honest, after a certain point, it doesn't matter how fucking uh, popular you are because the more popular you are, the harder your life fucking gets. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. the harder it is to make music too, right? You can't, yep. you can't, where are you going to get your uh, motivation and your creativity from? Exactly. Yeah. And so I th- like, yeah, you know, I think- back to the Jay-Z thing, he's having different experiences. So your music changes, everything suffers. And I think that's a great yeah. way to, to wrap this whole, this whole like, roundabout and i think we covered some interesting ground on the way but i think that's a great way to wrap this up really in terms of summarizing basically we said that nas is better than jay-z that's how we wrapped it up <laughs> damn all right so we'll catch up on the next pod <laughs> i'm not gonna say anything <laughs> big up nas. Two brothers, go watch fucking crush groove and beef i'm gonna send you some links for beef beef is good man i i still want i that on the show um but yeah i i have it on dvd is <laughs> that good to me i think it's so interesting to get an insight um and i think i like it as well because there's a couple scenes where there's gorilla black and he's at my old place where i used to get my car customized in la so la rims and sound that was what was up shout out to those bums that uh, ripped me off and went out of business but they did some dope work in the process um so dr chima go check him out on uh spotify at uh dr chima and 
Well, you gotta shout your own shit out. I'm not your goddamn promotional. Tell me what you're working on, Dr. Chima, Mr. Uwe, and then we get the fuck out. Yo, 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 go to the website in it www.chimania.com. Show some love, join the mailing list. Go listen to some music in it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I like to let him do his own shit. It's always so fucking funny. And Vogue. <laughs> My mind went into character. Mr. Uwe, uh, what you got? Yeah, what's happening, yo? I'm still eating like a fat kid love cake. Um, you can find me at uwe.eats. And, um, <laughs> you know, I can potentially find your next meal. So check it out. Nice. That's what's up, y'all. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. If you're watching, have a great whatever you're having. Peace.